0: great future we're talking real money
1: wow time flies i thought we just did a podcast and now we're doing another podcast hi everybody welcome to talking real money i'm don mcdonald over there why that's tom Cog. i know you've been waiting Hello. for him to be here yeah tom how are you
2: thank you i'm doing well thank All you right. for asking oh he
1: had to attend a really long corporate meeting
2: no it was delightful terrific information just on my mm-hmm. toes the whole time
1: oh sure Sure, yeah. because you know they listen Something. to the podcast. I know, <laughs>
2: yeah, they you do. You know no they do.
1: They they actually do listen to the podcast.
2: My boss is listening right now, <laughs> saying thank <laughs> you for that compliment.
1: And Make now you, as it was, and now you'll <laughs> never know whether he meant it yeah. or not. And we'll just leave that right there. Hey, uh, today we're going to talk about saving for retirement. The thing that we believe is probably the most important investment decision or series of investment decisions any of us will ever make. Now there's this guy who like writes books and has a column at I had a column. Does he have a column at Market Watch? there regularly was one of the top red ones a
2: couple weeks ago no he's pretty popular
1: dude uh yeah i he's strange but he's a he's popular uh he's
2: not strange come on just
1: just in case he's listening i want to give him a hard time
2: all right he is listening and so he'll be all over that he's a he's a
1: he's an old friend
2: oh good lord (laughs) You are just—you are really on it today. I'm, a, I'll tell I'm in you. a mood today. I got
1: my—I got yeah. my COVID shot yesterday. So I, I could
2: tell you're moving at about half speed, <sighs> and you're popping off on everybody. So careful, Man,
1: grumpy. Uh, anyway, Paul believes. First, let me just start with this. Paul Merriman, who we're talking about, Paul Merriman has a fascination, an obsession, I think, with lists.
2: Oh, he does. He and he'd admit it too. By the way, there'd be no surprise if you said that to his face. He'd Man, like, yeah, loves I love him. Lists. Loves him a good list.
1: But his lists vary in numbers. There's you know, like seven things or twelve things. Um, and I'm just wondering. We're going to talk a little bit about his list of the ten mistakes you make saving for retirement. And I want to, Paul. Are you sure there aren't eleven? Maybe twelve. Just want to want to make sure.
2: He did say he was working on a, a list ten things I like about Don McDonald, but he got stuck on number zero. So, anyways, <laughs> he's still got uh, a know, more writing I on that think, one. I think I absolutely deserved that. I did. I deserved <laughs> okay. it. Yeah, Paul. So, Paul, this is this is actually a little old, but it was just re put up back at uh, at Market Watch. I think it's a great list. Yeah, he's into lists. He, I think he has a list of like. The 999 things not to do with your money or something, it's some crazy thing. But this one's only 10. We're not going to go through the whole 10, by the way. We're going to pick one. We're not? One out of the 10. No, I'm not going to do the whole 10. Wow, you're wanting more. I know. So I I will, okay, I'll mention two. He said, number one is people approach retirement without a coherent, organized plan. Boy, if I had a nickel for every person I talked to who retired without one, I would have been retired a long time ago myself. But here's the one I wanted to talk about. Pre-retirees, pre-retirees are too confident in their ability to see the whole picture. Now is define what do you people... mean by the whole picture? Because I, I hear that well, and I'm because... thinking, do we mean the future
1: picture of the market or do we mean the no, picture it's... of your money?
2: Yeah, well, your money, your health, your housing, they're all. there's a lot oh, of things. The it's not the big just a... picture. Yeah. I mean, because people think retirement is just, do I have enough money? Well, that's one aspect of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's all kinds of other aspects as to the portfolio is enough. I mean, how to build the right portfolio to create income, to make sure you got enough to last your life, to all that. That Those are parts. But there's all kinds of other things around uh, – st- I'm not going to go through all of them, but when to take Social Security, right? I mm-hmm. mean, how to deal with Medicare. Uh, where should you live and how much should you pay for that? Uh, there's all kinds of other moving parts. And the reason Paul brought this one up is, and I think this is a great point, by the way. He said the reason this one worries him so much is that you only have one chance to get it right, which is really true. Because once you pull the trigger, once you say, that's it, I'm done, I'm not working anymore, everything turns around. you got to supply that income through another series of a pension, Social Security, income, that sort of thing. I think that's
1: Greater huge. at Walmart
2: yeah maybe so popcorn well, I mean, selling at that, Walt funny Disney enough World? we both have said we'd like that job because i like talking to people i wouldn't have trouble but um number two along those lines is he says there's uh, too many moving parts for do-it-yourselfers that people think is easy and by the way people argue with us regularly about social security please don't call and argue about that when they still do it still <laughs> shocks me i just did somebody just go on a fox hunt there it sounds like it. they're out there in the back and yeah, hunting something down. I hope they bring it in for dinner because I haven't figured oh, out dinner. I haven't figured out dinner yet. I haven't figured out dinner yet. Uh, so yeah, you only got one chance to do it right. And there's too many moving parts for do it yourselfers Those are a couple of things he said, but here are the ones I came up with. Um, y- <laughs> and you're going to love this. You may or may not understand how much money you need and how to sustain your portfolio.
1: I would. I Most would, People don't. I was going to say. I would lean heavily towards. May not. Probably I, don't. I,
2: I have an advisor. I've had my plan, and I, it ends up looking a lot different than what I thought after going in there. Okay. And now I wait. Wait. Regularly.
1: Your I, I, I was going to ask you about this earlier. Your advisor is your son. Now, doesn't he have a vested interest in making sure you don't have much income to live on in retirement,
2: <laughs> so that he? Fascinating. Can- <laughs> He already got some place for me to live. That's like $300 a month. And I got to bring my own food or something, but uh, it's (laughs) going to be camping under a bridge. It sounds bad. No, uh, but yeah, he is my advisor. And yes, we we've worked on the plan many different ways, looking at all things, but I going in, I I had it all wrong. I'll admit it that my sort of back of the envelope and even my spreadsheet, I didn't have it right. You got to think about all the healthcare, way more expensive than I imagined uh, wife taking social security, wrong time. I had, there's all kinds of things I had not correct until I went in and put it in the software and said, do it. So it it it's harder than you think. Number two, even the smartest and most thoughtful people should get a review of this.
1: Oh, I agree with that.
2: Most people think, nah, I, I'll take I'm 63, I'll take Social Security, and I got this little bit of money, I'll yeah. take it out of the IRA. You, even if you've thought about this, even if you've read books, even if you listen to our podcast, even if you read Paul's list of 10, you should still, you should still have somebody else look at it. You know? Yeah, but and, you and, know,
1: and, the problem with that is, Tom, and, and it really is a serious problem, in this country, and and I'm hoping that eventually the government's going to have to do something about this because right now, if you go to someone who is who holds themselves out to be a financial professional and they will help you go over your portfolio and help you build a better retirement, literally, literally, according to MarketWatch, 99 times out of 100, you are going to get someone who is more likely to sell you a product then give you a proper review of
2: your situation. And that's fascinating that you raised that. I did. Because that was number three. And we did not discuss this. This is Scout's honor. Got to get the three fingers up there. Scout's honor, we did not discuss this prior to recording this podcast. So it's fascinating. And and yes, we see that we just met with a... uh, delightful woman about 10 days ago she did that she was going through a a family life change she gave a bunch of money to somebody and ended up with
1: a bunch of annuities almost
2: yeah a million and four in annuities and she doesn't need income she she has income for the rest of her life from her and so you're right that's the reason people don't do this most of the time, you need to find a 100% fee-only fiduciary. That's, those are the people you can trust. By the way, the people that sold her the annuity, yeah, they're fiduciary sometime, and yeah, sometimes, guess what? They're not. They're not.
1: Yeah, dual they registered. They made
2: a whole lot of money
1: And, and here's an the thing, it's, is these annuities that they're selling, these are, I'm betting, let me guess, indexed annuities.
2: Oh, yeah, because you get, you get a good return part of the, of the market. stock
1: market, right? Yeah, which you don't. With none of the risk. So typically, and this is a a pretty good rule of thumb for these products, typically the commissions run right around 8%. So you do the and math. That's about what it was. Yeah. It was, you put $100,000 $100, 100,
2: in. Get, they made over hundred grand in an afternoon's work.
1: They made over $100,000 yep. in commissions. Yep. Yeah. Now, see, yeah. In, in my weird way of looking at things that sounds it should that's like it should be illegal yeah i think it's immoral yeah definitely immoral i was trying to find the right word i didn't want to use sinful
2: but it's immoral anytime but but think that through yes does it take someone by, by the way i'm sure if you went to these people that sold the product they'd say well we did the right thing
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah she doesn't for want to them, take any
2: risk. She has got no risk. She gets this income, blah blah, and and, and it, it. No, I don't. Think oh, I have
1: right a, I have an idea for all of you. I have an idea. Yeah. This is a great idea. Anytime you go visit someone to talk about money, if they don't start at the beginning, if they start by saying, "Well, uh, what do you? What, how much risk do you want to take? Okay, well, how much money do you? Need? Okay, and this is what we're going to do." If they don't sit down and spend at least an hour with you working on a plan before they talk about how to invest you need to leave you need to leave
2: that and that's what happened here right the product became the plan Mm -hmm. when as she said look i thought i told them i don't even need income and this is all about a deferred annuity that's going to pay her something after a period of time um so, no, I mean, so back to the, back to the, the point. I, I think everyone should, yes, the plan should be central. Everyone should at least get a review of it, and it should only be from 100% fee-only fiduciary, period, exclama- no, exclamation point. That's it. No
1: Good, period. just an exclamation point. That's good. I, think I, li- I don't like too much punctuation.
2: <laughs> Especially done on the show. Yeah. Um, and
1: if you want a little help trying to figure out how to find a fiduciary, go to talkingrealmoney.com slash help got a lot of resources there for you that you can use talkingrealmoney.com slash help and Not you, just
2: us by the way other people as well Oh no
1: we've got a whole list of people there and we have uh, an advisor interview form uh we also i went through a number of advisors and just looked at their fee structure com- comparing them and, and telling you whether they're always acting as a fiduciary you know the big firms so go check it out uh you can call us if you have a question before you get into something that might not be good for you it's really smart to say to that person you're talking with let me get another opinion and i'll get back to you if they're pushy about letting you do that if they just des- oh no no we gotta have a decision today this opportunity won't, go- won't last long you say well i gotta go i'm never coming back you need to call us just give us a call 24 hours a day seven days a week at 855-935-TALK or go to talkingrealmoney.com type in your question on the contact form, or you can even do it like this and just record it.
3: Hey guys, this is Bob from Linwood. Love your podcast. And I have a question um, dealing with something I've never dealt with before. Uh, My wife and I um, made a little more money last year than we thought we were going to. We got a bump at the end of the year and I found out I just realized that my Roth uh, contributions for 2020 are not allowed now. Uh, they were since we were over the <clears throat> adjusted gross income limit. So now I'm trying to figure out what to do. I put four thousand into the Roth last year, and I, I looked at the formula and I looked at the IRS, and I don't know what to do. It's um, you have to take it back out, but then I can't figure out how to. F- how to determine the amount of money uh, that was the returns on that money as well. Because I already had money in the Roth before, and I put money in in 2021 as well. So I don't know how much to take out. I know I do have until April 15th to do it, though. Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Oh, you always ask me the easy questions. Come on. Okay, well, I I can find a tougher one if you want. He's going to take it back out. Yeah, he has to take it back out and yes, that includes the gains.
1: Now, how does he determine the gains if it's a mixed IRA? I
2: that I mean
1: I have a, I, I, here's here's I'd what I go to I,
2: back to the custodian. Exactly, and ask that's them. exactly
1: what I would do. I would go back to the custodian. They can show you cuz here's here's what you got to look at. You got to look at that initial 4000 when it went in, what it went into. And then the value of that security, that $4,000 worth of that, this is just a little a little math. $4,000 worth of that security, what was it worth on the day you took it out? And then go back to your custodian and say, what were the income and capital gains distributions per share? Just do the math. If it's, For example, if you've got 400 shares at $10 a share, and they distributed a dollar in capital gains and uh, and 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 income per share. You would you would pay four hundred dollars on the four thousand. So you could take out four thousand four hundred. You would pay taxes on the four hundred. You'd take the four thousand back. You don't owe any taxes on that, just on the gain. And if that four thousand became forty one hundred, you're going to pay taxes on five hundred dollars. Should, yeah, be no, I mean, it, Should be easy math. Should be easy math, particularly if it's a mutual funder stock, because you're going to have a share price when you, I mean, a, the number of shares and a price when you bought it. Then you take out the same number of shares, figure out what the price is when you sold it, and then add in distributions.
2: You lost me at hello, but I mean, I would just go back to the custodian and tell them the situation. They probably will figure that out for you. But again, if they can't,
1: Depends. find out how many shares you bought when you put the 4,000 in. You can look at your statement, what the price per share was then, what the price per share was when you took it out, the difference between those two, if it's a gain, is taxable. Then, and it's as income, by the way, um, and then add to that any, look at your statement again and figure out what the
2: distribution
1: was per share and multiply that.
2: And by the way, it does bring up a good point, and that is, if you're going to be close for 2021, if you're thinking about Roth, and I forget what the upper end number is per household, it might be 185 hundred ninety. So, yeah, it's so about 190
1: grand. I just looked, but I can't remember the exact number.
2: I just would wait. Don't do it until it gets till it gets close to filing period for the next year. Then you know you're okay. I mean, you don't have to. It's better to put the money in earlier because you get exposure to the market, but.
1: Well, and bear in mind, this is something we all forget in our, in our zeal to save money on taxes. If you have $4,000 that you're going to put into a Roth and you're going to possibly be above the threshold, invest it. Go ahead and invest it exactly as you would. Just put it in an ETF or a tax-managed mutual fund that will give you very little Taxation during the course of the year and allow you to still grow it, and then you can just move it over to the Roth.
2: That's not a bad idea either. There's
1: I am that. full of good ideas. And remember, you can call in your questions anytime at 855 935 TALK, 855 935 8255, or type them in, speak them in at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form. And if your question is really involved, it's like your whole portfolio you go going, I don't have a plan. I got this mess. And you want a really in depth second opinion.
2: Where can they go, Tom? Uh, Paul Merriman would be the guy I'd call for. Yeah,
1: that right. One. No, oh, go to okay. Vestory.com. That's oh, okay, our company. Sorry. Vestory, V E S T O R Y.com. He was in a meeting all day. He's like lost Appreciate his mind. The reminder. Uh, set up an appointment with one of our advisors. We ah, absolutely okay. do not charge you for that meeting we absolutely do not have any expectation and we don't pressure you to do anything we just want to help you get this right because
2: we a found lot, like a lot of first dates you've had. i understand i
1: don't even remember the last first date i had
2: <laughs> sorry that was too easy
1: yeah so go, go to vestry.com set up an appointment yeah. all right sorry thanks we're out of here this Thank is yeah you. You know, i'm don that's tom we just hang around talking real money